It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Let me ask you this. Star Wars or Lord of the Rings? Of the two franchises, what do you vibe with more? Oh, um, I guess it just depends on, like, the season. Mm. Like, I'm about to get into my Lord of the Rings phase right now. Why is that? What is? How do you anticipate that phase coming about? Winter. Whoa, winter is coming. Winter, Different franchise. But. Like fall and, and winter, that's my, like, that's my, after Halloween, it's Lord of the Rings. What's, how do you associate that? How did that, what's the origin of that? You know, I, sometime in my 20s, I realized that I enjoy things in phases. Uh-huh. Like I'd be like, man, I am really into 80s sci-fi movies right now. That's highly specific. So let me just keep. Find as many of those and watch as many of those as I can until I'm over it. Okay. And then I'll be like, man, I am all about Westerns right now. And then Screw boom. It. Yeah. And so I just I just immerse myself. And I found that during winter, that's when I gravitate towards fantasy. Oh. Yeah. Really? But come summertime, it's like a big no-no. You're just not in the mood. It's too hot and I sticky I mean, you know, outside. if somebody puts puts Star Wars on, I'm not going to be like, Look, turn this off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's too warm out for Star Wars. <laughs> the temperature does not match what do you think Star Wars right tattoo? now. Jakku. Yeah. Oh, such a fucking asshole. To... <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, mean, I wouldn't say that, but. I know. You're too sweet of a, a guy. twat, maybe. I don't know. Whoa, that's. <laughs> Is that worse? <laughs> I don't know. I'm. Within this uh, time of cancel culture, I've been very picky about the insults that I throw around. Let me, okay, let me let me retake it. Okay, okay. What a festering pus wound on the inner thigh of an elephant. So many syllables, and it just as more time went by <laughs> with that statement, I got more. It and got more, worse. It got worse. <laughs> I feel like if I wasn't smart enough to digest that comment, I'd still be offended <laughs> because I wouldn't be smart enough to digest that comment. Yeah. Um, let's slow down. Okay. Because I think it's time to welcome the listeners. Baddies, welcome to another episode of ICBTB's Highly Irrelevant. You'll notice that today is a little bit of a different episode because Alejandro's not here. He is out and about witnessing romance in the flesh. He's out at a wedding right now, so he's out of town. But he's instead, the ring bearer, right? I hope so. I can't imagine him being anything else. <laughs> I would know what is that. <laughs> but I'm I worry that he would lose the ring. Yeah. Uh, in my future wedding, I, t he's, I told him that he could officiate, so I'm keeping that promise, and he will. Uh, however, it's not about him. This episode is about us. It's about mm -hmm. you, because today in the studio, we have Greg Reasoner, uh, an ICBTB guest fan favorite. Oh, A lot stop. of people have talked about you in the past, saying that you're so quick and witty. I'm actually kind of intimidated that you're here, no, because no, I can't no, no, keep no. up. We're, we're just going to be the goof troop, and we're, mm -hmm. just, we're just always going to be friends forever. You're so charming. Thanks. How can people ever be mad at you? I'm just doing an emotional mirror. Ah, just being just like you. Stop it. So charming. This is just going to be one of those podcast episodes where we just flatter each no, other. No, you're beautiful. No, you're beautiful. <laughs> Honestly, if I was a white man in today's day and age, I would love to be like what you are. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, That's I, a great compliment because yes. nobody wants to be a white man, especially a straight one. Uh, not right now. No. I mean, like the only thing that's uh, that's good for not for you being a white man is that you're not in office and you're not making decisions for yeah. women and all that stuff. That's true. Yeah. yeah. You're just a goofy, fun-loving guy. I'm not in charge of anyone currently. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where society wants me. Look, like Nick Carroll said when he was on here, mm. we had a good run. 
<laughs> we had a good run, you know? It's time to take a step back. Now it's time for some brown people to do sure, some stuff. Sure, sure. But I'm still a man. I still have a penis, and that means I still have some setbacks, and I got to watch what I say. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very picky about the words that I say because I don't want to piss off anyone, but yet I still feel free. Hey, hey you know what? That's smart. Yeah. Stay safe. Stay, stay make, safe make out Make good there. decisions, you know? <laughs> um, you are easily one of my top 20 favorite people i wish i could narrow that number down but i'd have to like really put out a list but i'm too lazy to do is this that because i didn't wear any blush so you're gonna just make me mm, yeah it's just <laughs> uh, i'm gonna I, I have that effect on people i, oh, uh, I tell you it's um i i appreciate your presence in my life because i've said it before without you i would never have gone into improv i think without other people as well i wouldn't have gone as far into improv i help i helped you along the way yes and that's important. Yeah. Are you still? Are you doing anything performative lately? Uh, I've done a couple workshops lately with the with some high school kids, and nice. that's a lot of fun. Um, I wish that was my job, honestly. Mm -hmm. Just like teaching improv to to like teenagers and college level kids, yeah. and then performing on the weekends. That would be my dream. That's the not life. even like Saturday Night Live or or you know whose line is it anyway? I made it to the CW. I'm on whose line? I'm not fine even, with that. I would. I mean, I would love that, but that's not even my ambition. It would just be to perform regularly. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. When's the last time you got on stage to do something? The the last Dragon Viper Cobra show. Wow. So something so like that was like me? January 2020. Holy fuck. Uh, out in the city, out in San Francisco. Do you think you're rusty right now? Like your comedic chops in general? Do you do you find yourself, since you're lacking that stage time, that it affects you in like real life interactions? Um, I don't know. I've, I've had a couple moments where people go like, whoa, you're pretty witty. And I go, well, I do a little improv sometimes, you know? Just a little, just a little bit here and there. And I don't know. I've, I, I mean, like in the past, like workshops and things, I've thrown a little improv down there and been like okay still got it uh-huh yeah that's nice i do i miss it though yeah it's the regular just like the practicing every week and mm -hmm. whatnot that was something that i looked forward to was just being able to because i would come after work um and i would meet up you got meet up with you guys at uh, dvc and we'd get ready to just to just be silly with each other yeah just just goofing yeah because now uh to be transparent i feel like i'm not as funny or as uh what's the what's the word for it as goofy as a person in everyday life in day-to-day -day life okay like i find myself i'm a little more quiet i've the older i've gotten the more i've wanted to just kind of be isolated and there's nothing wrong with that but i feel like even with interacting with people i don't feel as quick anymore really i don't feel i guess i'm just like there's a lack of fulfillment somewhere because i'm not doing improv or comedy anymore well so something i've always related with you i think is that we're both a little shy. Are we? I think so. Okay. I think, I mean, I've noticed that with you sometimes where you you are, you know, just this charismatic, colorful personality, mm -hmm. but sometimes you're just kind of like, hey guys. Oh, you're right. You know? I think, um... Oh, no, 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 I don't need any attention. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Look at, look at Melissa. Look at, look at somebody else, you know, like... You I'm... know where I think <laughs> that comes from is that I've... It's that that Catholic upbringing. Is that what it is? <laughs> we Catholic boys yeah. don't want the attention on us. We just mm. want it on everyone else. And the Christ. Lord did not put us on this earth to be the center of attention. No, no, no. The no. church is not a stage. <laughs> the church is not church a stage. Church is not a stage. Um, I think where it comes from is that I've got I got it out of my system, and like in retrospect, I I'm trying hard not to be what I think i was because it makes me cringe like i don't want to what were what was you 
I think I wanted to be the center of attention. I think as performers, we all yeah crave that. And now, like now that I'm getting older, I look back at it. I'm like, oh god, like I'm so, I was so needy. Like mm-hmm. it made it show, my insecurities are showing, and maybe that's why. Like I come into a place and I I'm a little shy, and then. It's, it's, I've used this example a lot before, but it's like when someone, I won't go into a room and just like, hey, you want to, you want to hear me sing? And then I'll sing. (laughs) Please do that. (laughs) No, no, because I'm confident in my, in my vocal abilities, but imagine people that don't know me just be like, she, that guy just like came into Starbucks and just started singing. You put a hat down, so I don't know. (laughs) You got no money. You got no money. You'd get money. You'd get money. I mean, sure, may, maybe. I haven't busked in a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you feel? Like, do you feel like you said you're shy? Where do you think that comes from? Uh, I I think maybe part of that was from like the uh, going to Catholic school mm. and just trying to not get in trouble constantly. I've got that attention deficit disorder, and mm-hmm. I have a hard time sitting still. And yeah. and so like I, anytime I would go to church, I'd be thinking like, don't get in trouble, don't yeah. get in trouble. <laughs> God, please don't let me get in trouble. Were you getting in trouble in church all the time? I mean, enough where like the teacher would be like, Greg, come over here. Because you were talking. Yeah. Or or playing with, you know, the books in the pew or something. Or, oh. oh, that's not that's not that bad. Dude. I, I, I don't know. Just like not paying attention mm-hmm. to what the service was about. Because I used to get in trouble by my parents all the time in church because my brother and I don't know why my brother was doing this as well he's seven years older than me you think mm-hmm. that he would have matured way faster <laughs> but we'd be sitting there so bored that we'd uh play games with each other quietly like knuckle cracking contests so we wait what have you never never done a knuckle cracking contest no so like um let's say i can crack these knuckles without using my other hand do it oh my god you were a cartoon character that was <laughs> so cartoon if anyone does that's like an anime <laughs> They only do that in animes. It's because I watched Bruce Lee movies as a kid, and you know, and he would do that where he would just crack his knuckles making a fist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to learn how to do that. And so, just like as a kid, I would just constantly try to do that. Yeah. And so everyone was no wonder you got trouble in church because you guys would... watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that kid angry? <laughs> yeah, in the in the house of the Lord. In the know? house of the Lord. Um, okay, so this is what it was. So like, and when it comes to cracking your knuckles. We have like a, a certain amount of ammunition, right? You can only crack it so many times until there's a refractory period, right? Okay. So the competition between my brother and I was like, who has more ammo? <laughs> okay. And then like he would get- How many can I get out of this index finger? Basically, and he would get the, since he was the older brother, he was uh, like, okay, I'll give, I'll give you a head start. So he would go first. Mm-hmm. So he would crack a knuckle and I would crack a knuckle and we'd keep going until we had no more knuckles to crack. You were going, you're going in and then you were going, and then you were going pull the and then you were going back. Mm-hmm. Those were tough. Do you, do you subscribe to the idea that when you do that, you know, it's like an old wives tale that they say- um, it creates air bubbles, air pockets in your hands, and you're going to get arthritis. So I, I learned that there was a some scientist or some doctor who tested that theory for his life. And so for his left hand, he cracked, his, he cracked each finger on his left hand every single day mm-hmm. for, I don't know, 40 years or something like that. And in his 60s, you know, his hands were fine. Both mm-hmm. of them were the same. Like there was no difference. Really? Yeah. So it's just an, it's just a myth. It's an old spouse's tale. Ah, mm. oh, you're so progressive. I look at it as this is a chance to become creative with creating new, 
uh, it's, you know, instead of ladies and gentlemen, it's, you know, like ladies, gentlemen, and all in between. Yes. Or ladies, et cetera, as a comedian once said. Mm, you Okay, that's good. I learned a lot from you. I think I enjoy interacting with you because not only am I feeling uh, like I'm sharpening my comedy, my comedy tools when I'm with you, mm -hmm. but I'm also just learning. Oh, cool. Uh, I think people nowadays are very insecure about not knowing about just not knowing that they don't want like I know a lot of people that want to be the smartest person in the room. Yeah. And I say fuck that. Surround yourselves with people that are equal if not smarter than you that you look up to Absolutely. so you can constantly learn. I, I always try to say this at like work like first time ever using a microphone. Oh, um you're doing great. Thanks. <laughs> I wouldn't do that because Alejandro, so Alejandro does the same thing. You and Alejandro basically just made out. Well, it is what it is. So cute. Um, what was that monster sound? It's my neighbors trying to intimidate me. Oh, shit, it's working for me. There's a guy across. He's a fucking motorcycle. He's, he's just like he's fucking a motorcycle. He's fucking. And I say that's not good. You're gonna burn your weenie on that the, tailpipe. You need. I'm more worried about the motorcycle. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. Oh yeah. So uh, you know, I'm constantly telling people like, uh, you know, it's okay to be wrong. Like, I, like. If you want to check my work against something else, I'm not going to be offended. Mm -hmm. um, I'm okay being loud and wrong. Yeah, I'd rather learn. That's good. I um, listened to this podcaster, Rick Glassman, and I love him for his transparency. But something that I've taken from him and why I continue to listen to him is that he says, like, I don't know what I don't know. And it's okay to ask questions. Absolutely. It's the whole thing of like when uh, when you're talking to people. And can you ever tell that they're pretending to know what you're talking about? Mm. They're just kind of exactly, <laughs> <laughs> or they're just like, "Man, that's crazy." Oh, there's a great scene in Breaking Bad. Have you ever heard of it? Never. Okay. I just do biochemistry and, nice. like, you know, with no influence at all. <laughs> so there's a scene where the uh, Jesse he's at some sort of like uh, AA meeting, and he's talking about something in the the guy who's running the meeting says, oh, it's very Kafka-esque. Mm. And he goes, he goes, okay. You Kafka. know, like, and you could tell, like, he doesn't know what it means. And then later he's talking to his buddies and somebody brings something up and he goes like, man, that's Kafka-esque. And they both go, mm, <laughs> yeah, church, man. Yeah. <laughs> Pretending to know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And see, and here, Such this is where I'm going to be transparent. Kafka, I only, I know as a character from a comedic play that I did in uh, in college. It was one of uh, I didn't know you do, did any plays in college. I did one call uh, one college play. It was like a bunch of shorts put together called On the Timing, which our friend Madison was a part of. Okay, Kafka, I believe, was one of the monkeys in this uh, in this play that Madison was actually part of. Okay, that character, but the, the was Kafka a Shakespearean character? I'm gonna be transparent. I've had it explained to me and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. See? And there's a connection when when you don't know together, maybe. Mm -hmm. And uh, to both just go, well, I don't know. Well, I think really to break it down in all seriousness is that that's just being honest with each other. Mm -hmm. Being dumb together is like not dumb. Dumb is such an aggressive term. Oh, but I love it though. Uh, yeah, being ignorant together, sure, is nice. So right? ignorant—that sounds like you're you're a person who does hateful things. 
Well, yeah, the connotation. Ignorant. With, man, you you ignorant. It's yeah. just like that's scary. You probably oppress people that are different than you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you really know how to break someone down. See, it's... it's Try to uh, use my powers for good. You... I don't know, like... Even though you might be shy and whatnot, where do you think you've acquired this gift of gab? Where do you think you've acquired your stage presence from? Uh, it's got to be from the family because I've always been a loud kid mm-hmm. on top of being a shy kid. I don't know. It's it, Sometimes I'm, I'm, I want to be the center of attention and sometimes I just want to be in the corner. And just like, just talk to like the one person I know or something. What are the, what's the criteria of the situations that you're in that'll steer whether you want to be the center of attention? Well, or the other? Like, you know, if we're doing a show, mm-hmm. you know, like I want to, I want to get out there and I want to do something awesome and, mm-hmm. and make the, get a great reaction from the crowd. Yeah. Even if it's not for me, like even if I'm setting you up for a joke, mm-hmm. like that pop, oh. it still makes me feel great. So good. Dude. Yeah. I've, I'm grateful. I think. That's another way improv has helped me with trying to uh, veer away from any narcissism or being the center of attention is that you could feel it's the teamwork aspect Mm -hmm. and being able to just be a background character and like, you know, be the waiter in a scene that'll set up a punchline for the two, the couple at the table. Absolutely. And knowing like I helped with that for everyone and now everyone's having a good time. That's an applicable lesson in real life. Mm-hmm. So when do you find yourself to be shy? What Name some situations. I mean, going to a party. Okay. I will, I will often go in feeling kind of like, let's see how this goes. Mm-hmm. Or, boy, I really hope my buddy so-and-so is there. And how long does it usually take before you're like, I'm out of here? Or how long does it usually take? And what does it take for you to finally be like, I'm actually enjoying myself at this social gathering. You know, it, I guess it depends on how the conversations go, how the, what the, what the social dynamic is like. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's like a rager or something, I'm like, ah, eh, it's not my scene. I'm kind of, yeah. I'm out of here. You know, um, if it's a bunch of people just really getting into it, mixing it up with uh, great conversations, yeah, or you know, goofy people mm-hmm. all being goofs, then I, I'll I'll find my flow and just kind of ride the wave. Yeah, and once I feel like I I know what you know I know what I'm doing, then I'll I'll start throwing some some bad jokes in there and make people go like Oh my God, my dad says jokes like that. And that's oh. when you you have the power. I'm like all right, watch this. You're gonna be calling me daddy by the end of the night. <laughs> oh man! But not in like a sexual way. No, not at all. No. Because that's disgusting. Unless that's what you're, you're into. You know, what? but me, probably not. We don't. I don't know. I don't kink shame here. It's my. You know what? That's not my thing. Not into incest. You know. But it's, if that's what gets you going, you know. But yes. Just happy to be here. Yeah. You know? Um, It's, isn't it interesting, though, that social gatherings are basically a test? Uh, They're analogous to the animal kingdom, to tests of, like, how we act socially. Okay. Um, To, for more context, it's just, like, people feel, in high school, people felt alpha if they were popular. All right, yeah. Do you remember, like, the jocks that would go down the hallway or wherever, and they would see a line of guys and girls that they knew, and they'd just be doing all these handshakes over and over and over again, mm-hmm. and then, like, hug girls and blah, blah, blah. Like, the more people, it was, like, Ugh, social Hugging currency. girls? I thought they were so cool. <laughs> whatever. You looked like you were a girl hugger. I hugged a couple girls. Mm. And then, uh, do you... Did you ever act upon that? And were you were you like a ladies man in high school? No. Oh man, I've got I've got hashtag regrets in high school. 
uh, break them down, if like, you mind. I, I mean, end of the year, I think it was the last day of school, I had four girls confess a crush on me. What? And I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> the last four years could have been way different. <laughs> four, wait, in the last year, you said? The last day. The last day? The four last different girls? of senior year. Shut up. So mad. That's a movie, right? Four girls? And then, you know, and then that's when Doc Brown comes and picks me up, and then it's just <laughs> like... Doc, I want to go back. <laughs> Boom. Just at the beginning of senior Drop year. Drop me back. At, at, uh, let's go junior year. You know, I don't want to do uh, freshman and sophomore again. If you had known mm -hmm. with these girls that they had liked you, how would you have done it different if you had Doc Brown with you and you went back? Oh, I probably would have uh, picked up on the subtleties mm. of the fairer sex. Micro expressions. Yeah. Minuscule expressions i knew i wish i knew about of expressions very very atom sized well, expressions. I mean, sometimes they were totally obvious but mm -hmm. i was such a dumb boy sorry ignorant boy there we go um and also terrified of scaring a girl what does like scaring a girl entail like, like confessing your feelings no no like like sexually scaring a girl how would you sexually scare a girl so I'm sure you've experienced this as a scary sex. As a no, not scary sex. No, no, no. As a as a uh, a dude. Yes. Walking down the street, mm -hmm. and you just the way the pace happened, you just happened to end up walking a little bit behind a woman. Mm, yeah. And and you, what do you do? You don't just go. I, I promise, I'm not a rapist. I'm not creepy. I'm yes. not creepy. I'll cross the street. Like mm -hmm. it's always so awkward. And ah. growing up, I would, I mean, like still to this day, I don't like having people think that about me. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to hurt anyone, yeah, yeah. you know? Um, but as a, as a high schooler, I was very afraid of that. I was very afraid of making uh, girls feel uncomfortable. And so when a girl would like hug on me and stuff and be like, oh, Greg, you're so great. Like, I wish we could spend more time together. And I'm like, that's cool. Mm -hmm. As long as you're cool with that. And so you would always act, you would try to be platonic because you didn't want to cross a boundary to scare them away. Yeah. And, or like over. <laughs> Maybe like a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Just going back in time with all of this regret. It's tough, dude. I made some moves. I had some fun. I'm sure you did. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, uh, would you consider yourself a flirt? I can be. What's your flirt flirt right now? My flirt? Yeah. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. See, I just made you laugh. I'm I I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's where That's my that's my that's my in. No, that seems scary. Is laughing. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Yeah, now if you're walking behind a girl, I'm not going to go, "Hey, girl." <laughs> she'll she'll walk faster. Exactly. Yeah. Um I don't think I was ever afraid of scaring someone sexually in high school because it never i've i never even got to that territory i wasn't even around that neighborhood i was like i was just i was trying to get a girl to like me first okay you know and i, well, I you were come on you had to be likable yeah i mean no but like like but like like, like, like. <laughs> yeah because i was a fat kid dude so okay. like my assumption You're safe very safe mm -hmm. so i had no I was confident that I was never a threat. Yeah. But I was insecure that I was always too safe. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, it's uh are you, are you familiar with the friend zone? Uh yeah. 
I've heard the if you say that that's hateful. Friend zone? Yeah. Whoa. I don't know why. So we gotta be picky about that word too. Right. Let's come up with but a that, new hey, term. That's, it's, okay. Uh, like I said, safe. Safe. That's what I've been trying to say. And like I felt like as a short, funny kid, I was safe. Mm. Like Greg's not gonna hit on me. He's part of the improv team. He's a he's a short, funny kid. Yeah. His nickname is Two Sandwich. Yeah. Although he does skateboard. You that was see you have like a lot of surprising traits. That was, my, that was traits. my edge. You you skateboard. You ice skate. I do. Um, that makes you really cool. I would give you <laughs> points for that because I can't do that. I don't know anybody who's ever been like you ice skate. That's dope. That's dope, dude. Well, Thank now, you. right now, I'm telling Thanks. you, is that trans? Can an ice skater rollerblade? Is that too translatable? I, I, yeah, uh, same physics. You've always had good balance. Yeah, my dad was a gymnast. Really? Yeah. You ever take up gymnast? Gym, uh, being I, I mean, I did like a gymnastics class when I was really little, but that's it. And you never got into it like that? No, I was more of like a, a little parkour kid. What can you do on a skateboard? I used to be able to skate vert ramps like the like the big like Tony Hawk ones. Uh-huh. I couldn't I couldn't do anything fancy on it. Uh-huh. That's actually how I damaged my ear. Was you damaged your ear? You didn't know that? You have a hearing problem? Yeah. How bad? I so bad enough where a doctor took a tuning fork. He placed it behind my ear and he's like, okay, tell me when it stops ringing. And I was like, mm, faded out. And I was like, okay, now. And then he did it to this ear and it just kept going and going and going and going and Whoa. going. And it was like, uh oh, this ear's bad. Uh, so, how old were you when that happened? I think I was 16. I was skateboarding at the Vans Skate Park in Milpitas. No longer there. It's a Coles now. <laughs> so I don't go to that I don't go to Kohl's you, you could know? skate at Kohl's you could go inside of that Kohl's and store. Amazon I don't support those <laughs> those are the two things that destroyed your childhood those are out skis though your hearing issue but so I fell I uh, I was skateboarding and I, I, had, I had a helmet on uh-huh. um, my my wheels got caught on the on the edge of the ramp and it's a 12 foot high ramp and I fell to the flat bottom and just slammed my my head i mean even with the helmet you know like my still boxed my ear on that wood yeah and then it just kind of like it just like rang for a long time and then eventually the hearing came back and i was like oh whatever it's fine but then i over time i realized i can't hear as well in this ear as i can in this one did they tell you why what the actual issue was no no. they're just like you hit your head you hit your ear you oh i didn't go i didn't get it checked out oh no no no, that hearing test was years later oh i was getting like a checkup and the doc was like is there anything else you want to like you got any cool tricks or something (laughs) or anything you want checked out well i can't hear out this this. watch this i don't know what's going on yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i don't know what's going on am i snapping (laughs) i can feel it has it affected you like in a have there been any like big concerning issues because of that issue? Because like that's one of my fears is to indefinitely lose my hearing. I'd rather go oh, blind. Oh, you're you're a singer. Yes. So yeah, I hear you. So as best as I can. <laughs> I mean, but like, can you think of any examples or just like, fuck, that sucks that I can't hear out of this ear? Oh, I mean, I work with a bunch of people that mumble all the time. Ugh. Hey, Greg, can you pass that thing over there? What? Hey, Greg, can you pass that thing over there? Does, does, and I'll see, can you say a little bit louder? Greg. Well, that's their fault. I know. And I, I go, think people need to I articulate go, I'm more. hard of hearing. Mm-hmm. Enunciate. Please. Or like, yes, Which use I'm your sp- lips. I was spoiled because I hung out with 
people who performed all the time. Theater kids. Yes. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, Greg, could you pass that device, please? Yes. You hung out with Filipinos. We're known to be loud. Yes. We, we project. Um, it's. I get it. As a small person, I get it. You got to be heard. <laughs> Excuse me <laughs> up there. Up there. <laughs> I had to be heard because everyone thought I was foreign, so I had to learn how to articulate <laughs> very well. It's. But everyone yeah. thought you were foreign. <laughs> yeah. You know that story. I mean, yeah, because Alejandro spread that rumor that I'm from the Philippines. Oh, that's right. Um, it's it's tough, though, because I don't know. Um, I think people just got to stop mumbling. I think that's their fault. Yeah. Um, and did you hurt yourself from skating any other way? Um, you know, I've gotten plenty of bad injuries, but rarely ever from skateboarding. I'm sure my wrists are more messed up than the average person's, mm -hmm. uh, just from Falling like catching back. myself. Um, I used to go into the, into the hospital all the time to get them checked out and I'd get like little fractures or whatever. One time I went in, um, and my mom remembers this. She, she drove me in and before we had even checked in at the desk, the doctor saw me, he recognized me and he said, Greg, we have to stop meeting like this. <laughs> he knew my name. And this was like at the ER, you know, like mm -hmm. we didn't call ahead or anything. Yeah. This is badass that like hurting yourself from skating is the coolest way to hurt yourself in the late 90s. Um, was that how old? Uh, I mean, early say, 2000s? I did most of my injuries in the early aughts. Okay. Yeah. Like uh, broke my thumb playing hockey. Mm -hmm. My glove came off during the game and a guy uh, hit me and my thumb just went. Bring. Fuck. Yeah. Really? But I didn't tell anybody. And like the glove has a little brace in it. Mm -hmm. So I just, I put it back on and it played the whole season. And then it was like during practice, like just before playoffs, um, I was snapping my helmet on. And when I snapped it, my thumb went bring back. What? And my coach saw that and she was like, uh, Greg, we got to talk to your parents. Did you not want to tell anyone because you were I didn't shy? Wanna, I, no, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't want to be a center of attention? I didn't want to stress anyone out, but I think I may have broken my thumb. Uh, like my knuckles... <laughs> Are not the same, you know, like this one's like kind of not there anymore. It seems you like know? you have half of your body's just messed up. <laughs> um, let's see. I uh, I broke this arm. Mm -hmm. You know the story with that, right? No. No? Oh, so. I didn't realize you were such a broken man. Yeah, I, I think I still have the scarf where the bone po poked out. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can see that right there. This is how you get. This is how you flirt, huh? Yeah, you, yeah, you show your scars. Yeah, chicks like scars. My you bone poked through the skin right here. You're showing a little bit of skin. I see it's how you do. A little too much. Larry. That sucks. That's scary. That's like I can't even watch. It bent. It was. It was Ugh. bent. Yeah. What was your reaction? My reaction was, "Oh shit! I broke my arm." Did you continue to look at it? Do you just look at it? I was just looking. There are two moments in my life where reality didn't make sense. Tell me. So the first one was my arm. It was um, after the first game of the season, not even the first game of the, of the season. It was like the first, like the, like, you know, welcome back to the league pickup game. Mm -hmm. And me and my buddies who were on the team together the previous season, we all, after the game, like went rollerblading around Jack London Park. And I used to do this thing where I'd go backwards on my toes um, and uh, a younger kid on the team, he's like, hey, Greg, check it out. And he did my trick mm -hmm. down a hill. And I was like, well, I can't let I can't let Matt Fogg show me up. Mm -hmm. Do you ever know Matt Fogg? No. I but like, we can't let him show you up. Yeah, I think he might have been in your grade. Matt Fogg? Yeah. F-O-G? F-O-G. Mm -hmm. F-O-G-G? 
I can't remember. Never heard of him. Anyways, cool dude. Um, so saw him do that, and I was like, well, I can't let him show me up. So I went and did it, and on the turn, there was like sand out there, and I just totally slipped and just, and my, I was just like, oh, man, that was crazy. And then I noticed my arm was bent, and then just everything was just kind of like, and I was like, oh, shit, I broke my arm. It didn't even hurt. Like it didn't even hurt because of the shock. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming. And then, and then I noticed like that, like I had the feeling of like water, like my elbow was wet. And then I, I realized like, oh, the bone was stabbing through my skin. <laughs> and, oh my god. Yeah, and so what the fuck? And after, after like the you know kind of like the oh shit, I broke my arm. My next thought was like. My coach is going to be pissed. That's what you thought of next? <laughs> yeah. Not even your own well-being? No, I was just like, uh, I let her down. <laughs> Would you, uh, wait, that was just one of the... That's one of the times. What's the second time? The second time was, uh, it was 2010, 2011. It was like the first year of Dragon Viper Cobra. And um, I was hanging out in downtown Benicia with Grace Bigler and Bobby Jennings. And I don't know if you ever remembered this about Bobby, hmm. but you could dare him to do things. And he would do it. And he would do it. He seems like that type of guy. Yeah. And it, we were we were both kind of like competitive and like doing some crazy stupid stuff sometimes. And I was looking, we were down at the docks at the um, at the yacht club. Mm-hmm. Fancy. Yes, yeah, so we were hanging out at the yacht club. You can just walk in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and you know, like the little gas station for boats? Yeah. Yeah, so there's like a dock, and then there's some water, and then there's like a a beach. And there was just enough, like there was like six feet of water between the dock and the beach. And in my head, I was like, I bet I could clear that, but I don't want to get dirty, mm-hmm. you know, on the on the beach. As I, that's what I said in my head. And then, so I went, hey, Bobby, I bet you can't clear that. <laughs> you sent a vessel. <laughs> yes, you know, because like Bobby had a similar athletic skill to my own. And I was like, okay, Bobby can clear it. Then I could probably do it. So uh-huh. I'll feel fine. Uh, and he didn't say a word. He just looked at me, gra- reached in his pocket, grabbed his cell phone and his wallet and handed it to me, took his <laughs> shoes off. And then he jogged up to it. And then he went back and then he ran, jumped cleared the water, landed on the beach, and then sunk to his waist. <gasps> it was muck. <gasps> and he landed, <laughs> he landed, and then went, <laughs> turned to both of us, and just like, Grace and I fell down laughing. Reality broke. Like, just life didn't make sense, because I didn't expect to see my buddy just go, Boop. And just disappear like halfway into this solid beach. What if he just kept going? Oh my god! What if that's how? What if that's how we lost Bobby? Man? Oh my god! <laughs> he just the sand. I would, just eats him. I would forever feel terrible. Uh, I don't know how I'd be able to who live would with you, myself. Who would you? But you wouldn't tell anyone. I'm the one who you would just go home. Yeah. You and Grace would be like, this stays between you and me. There's no evidence. <laughs> so we fell down laughing. And I lost control of my bladder and I peed myself. You peed yourself? I peed myself. As a grown man? As a grown man. Wow. Just, because I, just like nothing made sense and my body just like collapsed. When you... And it was like a, it wasn't as much of like a, oh my God, this is so funny. I'm falling down. This was like a, ha ha ha. <laughs> 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 the world doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, like a Lovecraft story. Like uh, I just went mad. That's so scary. And like when I got up, I was like, oh shit, I peed myself. <laughs> Wait, 
when that happens, yeah, as a grown man, what goes on with your mind? What's what are your next? What's the next course of action? Well, I need I, to be prepared. I immediately was made it clear to them, like I peed myself. <laughs> was it a full? Oh, it was full like pee -pee? It just down the leg, and and yeah. You liked yeah. the pants that you were wearing? Um, I can't remember. Mm. Yeah, but, worth it. And and then we had improv practice later <laughs> that day, and so uh, I can't remember who I called. Probably Stuber or something, and mm -hmm. let him know like, hey, uh, the three of us are gonna be late. <laughs> and um, I had some like beach towels in my trunk. I laid those out uh, in my passenger seat and sat Bobby there. Um, he's just covered in muck and drove us drove us to my house and we each took showers. I let him borrow his pa uh, some pants. I changed mine. Yeah. Was he a good sport about it or was he just like, man, I'm upset about that, that muck. I can't remember if he was upset, but I know we were all like, that was insane. That's not Because we all just expect, it'd be like, like me just disappearing like into the <laughs> ground, you know? Half your body. And you watching that and just be like, what the, <laughs> what, what just in the world just happened? Have you ever had something like that happen? Just where like reality just didn't make sense? Um, what? I don't know. Like I mean, somebody's walking a dog and the dog just, and you're like, <gasps> I wish what? I've seen and then that. It's, it's an advertisement. It's a billboard. And you're like, oh my I God. I mean, like maybe <laughs> potentially haunted shit. Mm -hmm. Like, um, there have been times, like right after my grandma passed, my brother and I were driving down the street and all of a sudden, um, his car stereo just raised in volume all the way up and then went all the way back down to where it was. And then we're like, whoa, that's weird, right? Because mm -hmm. we hit a speed bump. Yeah. And then um, later on that night or that week. Maybe it was just like some old like 70s rock. Like, we saw the numbers move, no. man. You know, yeah, with the that volume. like a good, 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 good. A g -g 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 phantom. <laughs> I was gonna say demon, yeah. uh, but demon, demon. And then also, uh, we had just gone to Nintendo Wii, and it was installed in the living room, and we were in the kitchen, and we were just hanging out, and it turned on by itself. And I was like, "That's fucking weird." So I turned it off. I'm doing our thing. Mm -hmm. And it turned on again by itself. You had a techno ghost. It's something. Yeah, it was just obsessed with technology. And this is how I know it wasn't my grandma. It had to be a millennial or something. It must have been someone hip, right? <laughs> someone that knows. Although I will say, boomers like technology as much as our generation. Not if boomers are getting TVs with five remotes and they don't know how to use any of those remotes. I st I, it's not even about that. It's just the fact that I see boomers on their phone just as much as millennials. Act like a boomer holding your phone right now. Yeah, yeah, we definitely should be conservative. <laughs> Here, here's here's my mom on the phone. And then she has me proofread her text. <laughs> save the monkeys, because she's always... <laughs> Save the monkeys. She's on a bunch of Facebook pages. That band is, is disbanded. Like, the monkeys are not around anymore, man. <laughs> you can't save them, Ma. No, Ma. I'm surprised that you know them. Yeah. But it's... Only, oh, I think... Uh, I don't know. I think just one of them is left alive. Is that it? Yeah. How many monkeys were there? Four. Man. Rest in peace. You'll yeah. do it three times. Two, three, four, 
Yeah, Davy Jones. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you consider yourself a? And this comes from uh, you not wanting to disappoint your coach back when you sure, broke your sure. your arm. Do you think you're uh, you're a people pleaser? Absolutely. And do you think you've grown out of it, or you're you've leaned more into it, or you're just you've just accepted it? I try to become more. Uh, more I don't want to say picky, mm-hmm. wise with my people pleasing. Mm. What like does that I'm mean? Understanding that you can't please everybody all the time. Yeah. And you got to you got to take care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. And not in like a selfish way, but in like the 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 airplane cliche of, you know, you put the you put the oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on your kid. Yeah, that that's a crazy Cause thing. Cuz if you if you're passed out, you can't help that kid anymore. That makes sense. Yeah. And so like if you want to be somebody that people can rely on, you've got to be steady yourself. Full transparency, as we were saying. We're sure, sure, into sure. Be, be, it's fine to be an ignorant boy. Um, I didn't know that that's why you are supposed to put the oxygen mask on yourself first so you could save the kid. I thought the flight attendants were just saying, every man for themselves. <laughs> Fuck your kid. <laughs> Honestly. Let there, them figure it out. If there's any place where children are hated the most, it's probably an airplane. And I, I, this is from a comedic standpoint. This sure, is all sure, sure. just, this is all just funnies. Okay. Hey, have you heard this? Hey, uh, have you heard this one? Kids on an airplane? <laughs> yeah, the, okay. save them last. Yeah. It, I mean, because they're loud, they kick chairs and all that stuff. So I thought they were just trying to make fun. Anyway, yeah. back to the people pleasing. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've, I'm trying to grow out of it. I've subconsciously, it'll always be there. It is embedded in myself to get a dopamine rush when I make someone else happy at my own expense. I fucking love making people happy. I love it. But I just, I just love surrounding myself with happiness. Yeah. Maybe that's where it's for. So sorry, you you finished. No, no, no. Keep going. You're no, the no, guest. Here. I don't want to. Okay. I quit. I'll start. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's as I've gotten older, I've, I'm keep thinking like, what do I want? Mm-hmm. I used to be the person that said. I'm down for anything. Hey, Christian, what do you want to do when you, like, we're going to hang out. Oh, I'm down for anything. Uh, hey, uh, what do you want to go eat tonight? Uh, you know what? I'm not picky. I'm, I'm down for whatever you want to eat. I'm just down to eat with somebody. Yeah. I just want, like, as long as you guys are all happy, it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. But now I'm thinking if someone asks me that, then they're, they're asking me, this is my opportunity to, like, think, what does Christian want? And that is applicable in not just eating out. Um that is applicable in all aspects of life. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I've recently learned that, man, decisions are sexy. Decisions are so sexy. Yeah. What Melissa's taught me through our relationship, along with other people, is that when I ask you to do something, or without even being asked, if like making plans, let's say going on a date and crafting the plans yourself and having a night prepared for the other individual, Mm -hmm. that's the sexiest thing you can do. Choosing the restaurant, making reservations, uh, picking a movie to watch back at the house, and like choosing what kind of food, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Sexy. What say you? I, you know what? I I have to agree. Yeah. I've been I've been a bit more decisive, and and I've been dating this gal lately. Ooh, do tell. Yeah, yep, yep. And so I've been making plans. Nice. Now, and and it seems to be working. 
Yeah. So I Good. think you're right. You look happy. You're glowing. Thank you. Oh Are gosh. you pregnant? I might be. Oh, my God. I haven't had a period in a long time. Wow. Me, too. I've been pregnant for 29 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, going to be a huge baby. <laughs> it's going to be a, the same size as me. A 28-year-old baby. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, he's just like, I'm basically a marsupial at that point. Pay rent, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling out in these streets, man. <laughs> um, no, that's... That's awesome, dude. You do seem happy. And it's what I I think I connect with you on this level. You and I are considered to be the uh, goofy guys in the room, the mm-hmm. people that are always expected to crack jokes and whatnot, that mm-hmm. it's weird when we're kind of not. Yeah. And do you, with that, do you feel like some sort of like expectation to kind of just like, even when you're down, to kind of just like build a facade and just like put that away Make jokes now so no one can really notice. Sometimes. You know, I I do feel like there's a, it can be a problem, but there's also power in it where, oh, you're not being goofy right now. Like, like you're serious. Mm -hmm. Like there's been times when I've been just serious and people are way put off by it. Like as if I'm yelling at them. I'm not yelling. Mm -hmm. I'm just being serious now. Mm Um, and it's like, well, that's the effect it has when you're a lighthearted, goofy kind of person. And um, how does that like, have you done anything to kind of make that easier on yourself? Because I find it to be time and a place. You know, sometimes I'm like, you know what? Like, like I should leave my shit at the door right now because mm-hmm. like I'm at work or something. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And And then there's other times where it's like. No, this is how I feel, and I should be allowed to just feel, mm-hmm. right? Especially if I'm around, like, loved ones, and I can be like, guys, I'm just not in a good place right now. You'll be transparent about can it. Can we watch an old Disney movie? Oh, that's a good <laughs> way to lift the spirits. Yeah. For sure. I, I mean, you know, when uh, when I had the breakup, like, over a year ago, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was not happy, and... My family and friends were there for me. They were solidly there for me. And I I let them know how I felt. I didn't hide it. Which usually, there'd be plenty of times in the past where I'd be depressed and I'd just put on the face. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, I'm running improv. Like, I gotta, I gotta keep people, keep people moving. I, I felt like there was like a responsibility to like, I, these people don't have time for me to not be, you know, in the mood for... That's crazy that the responsibility to even if you weren't a leader, but the responsibility of being of playing this role of the jesters that we are. Yeah, that people say like, man, you must be happy all the time because you're always like cracking jokes when it's the whole thing of the sad clown. Right. Mm -hmm. It's uh, oh, the the joke with like a doc. um, I'm so depressed mm -hmm. and like, oh, well. There's a uh, there's a clown coming into town, and so I, my recommendation is to go to that show. And, and then the guy says, "I'm that clown." Boom, crazy. Yeah. And being the funny people that we are, we could all vibe with that. Mm-hmm. It's because uh, I've, I what I'm trying to grow into is like, man, dude, it's fine to not be funny. It's fine to not to come because I used to come into work bright and bushy eyed when Mm -hmm. I first got there and I still loved my job and whatnot and I'd just be cracking all these jokes and like trying to make everyone laugh and we want to hang out with people during lunch but now like I'll come in I'll say hi I'll still be very nice and there's Mm -hmm. still 
people that I love. But it's fine if I just say, hey, what's up? And then I just like keep to myself. No one, you're you're not obligated to be the shining star. I know. You're not obligated to entertain people unless you're on stage, you know, mm-hmm. then you're kind of obligated. And to you entertain signed up people. for that shit. Yeah, you signed up for that. Literally yeah. signed up for that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and that's a hard thing to learn sometimes, mm-hmm. dude. Because once you get so used to being that, it feels kind of weird not being that. And that's with anything. I guess. I I don't know. I mean, over the last year, I've focused really hard on being healthier. And um, something I've been trying to do for, I don't know, five, six years now is just like my, my great ambition is to be happy every day. Wow. And to find the happiness in each day. And even if that's like, oh. I'm so excited for the chapter I'm on in my book right now. Mm. I can't wait to get into bed tonight and read that chapter. And that's finding the happiness. That's you know sometimes that happens. that's the happiness, or sometimes it's like oh we got a family dinner, or uh, my niece is performing uh, gymnastics or something, uh, or uh, my nephew's playing in a baseball game, or oh, a butterfly landed on my shoulder. Like today's great. I love how you you're gauging happiness because a lot of people could gauge happiness by like did I have a good day. That's hard. It's a it's a spectrum, mm-hmm. right? Because shit just happens, or we have our responsibilities. I feel like people should ask themselves that. Like, did I have a good day? Mm-hmm. How many good days this week have I had? I feel like you should have more good days than bad days. Yeah. And yeah. if if it's constant bad days, if there's anything within your power over those days, you should do something about it. Yeah. I understand that there's you know, oftentimes there's things that are beyond a person's control. But if it's just your every day-to-day situation that you have some control over, like make some changes. Yes. Try yes. to try to be happy. And I understand. It, you got to work at it. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of, and I know it's easier said than done because change is scary. And sometimes change, depending on your situation, requires some resources that not everyone has. Mm-hmm. The greatest fear is the fear of the unknown. Yeah. That more so than death, mm-hmm. right? And H.P. Lovecraft. Mm. quoting my source uh changes that i'm trying to make in my life yes. is that i do want to read more i i feel that i'm inefficient with my time management mm-hmm. prior to this uh earlier today i just got a haircut from a good buddy of mine shout out to jason uh, Bautista. um and i love getting haircuts because it's always it's what you imagine they are in movies where you sit down in this comfortable chair it's therapeutic and you're just Chopping it up with your your friend, right? Oh, the sports team. They really got to trade so-and-so because ever since what's-his-name became the coach. Yeah. Oh, you're always talking about that. Yeah, those. You know, (laughs) it's the third touchdown in the fourth inning. And uh, we got four. We got five. We got five balls. You know, ever since they got Bill on the ice out there, I feel like the the football game has just changed. It's real different. By the way, how's your wife, Tina? I had her barbecue the other day from the barbecue we brought oh the Oh, my kids God, to. the ribs, the finger licking good. I licked the skin right off my fingers. They were so good. I accidentally ate the foil that they came in. It was crazy. I ate my kid. It was in. He was covered in barbecue, but now I'm like Dahmer. Look at your hair. You look beautiful. You look beautiful. Mwah, see you later. <laughs> and that's how, how did you know that my barber talks to me like that? Wow. I don't even watch sports. I don't even have that much barbecue, nor do I have kids that I can eat. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> But I was sitting 
I was just having good conversations and he was recommending books to me and he asked like, Hey, well, what are you trying to, what's going on in your life, man? Mm-hmm. Like it's a little therapy session while you, while he's making you look good. Hey, what you finna to read? Yeah. What you, what you finna, finna look for to read, bro? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so, it's not often that I get to have those conversations. Not because I feel like sometimes it's taboo as a, as a straight male and on a shift with other guys, it's, not common that we just talk about the feelings like, hey, how you doing? Like, what are some improvements in your life you think you can make? But no, nah, I could have this with my we barber. We can't say that. We're no. we're a bunch of a bunch of straight dudes. Let's talk about if we if we talk about our feelings, then that's then that's fine, I guess. That takes us off off the streets, doesn't it? <laughs> Man, let's just talk about tits and ass. Maybe I mean, if, maybe if I talk about my feelings, I won't I won't feel so angry all the time. <laughs> yes, dude. God, I mean. You growing up as a guy, Mm -hmm. did you ever feel safe talking about your feelings? Did you have like friends that were girls that you were able to like just? Yeah, I had I had uh, I had several friends of the female persuasion, Mm. and they make the best friends. Yes, (laughs) they listen. Yeah, and so that was really cool. Um, So I guess I was I was blessed with that. Mm -hmm. I had plenty of dude friends too. Yeah, it's good. Don't get, don't get wrong. Yeah. That's why you skate and you like yeah, skating, going to punk shows and stuff like that. So break your dude arm friends. There, were, that. there were chicks there too, but you don't talk to your feelings. You <laughs> talk about your feelings with the punk chicks. Yeah. Um, I feel blessed too because like I grew up with a bunch of girls and I feel like that's a necessity. Do you think there's such a thing as talking about your feelings too much? I think there's a balance. Okay. I do. And I think it's it's sort of uh burdening other people mm-hmm. with just like like, all right, man, we've had this conversation so many times. Yeah. Like, you got to deal with your shit now. Mm-hmm. I've, I've let you vent, and that's great. But, like, like, do something about it. I have a coworker who... I'm a, I'm, I do have a problem of being a fixer sometimes. Or not a fixer, but, like, a problem solver. Like, you know, someone will talk to me about something, and my brain immediately goes to, like, well, we got to put a shim in there or something. You know, like... Mm-hmm. like also, a problem with, like with doing it with with fixing the problem not a problem with like being in the position to fix it it's not about that it's not the fact that the machine's broken it's that tanya said it like this <laughs> you know and i and i've had it explained to me like sometimes people just want to vent and that's and it's like okay mm-hmm. nobody told me that growing up and so now that i've i've heard that information i have learned from it and so you know i'll let people vent I get that. I'll, yeah. I will sometimes make the comment of like, do you want to vent or do you mm-hmm. want to solve the problem? Mm-hmm. Which that kind of, you know, people are like, oh, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know that I just want to vent. It's hard. It's, it's like, hard to read people. I'm a dumb boy. Yeah. Ignorant boy. Sorry. I'm an ignorant heterosexual dude. Yes. Same. Dude. Using all, <laughs> all technical terms. <laughs> uh, I, my coworker said something to me or asked me, before venting to me something i've never heard he says like hey man like do you have the mental capacity to like just to allow me to vent to you i'm like wow that's like you're you're a straight brown cis male saying mm-hmm. this to me right now that's very very advanced of you so i'm trying to adapt to that i do good sir I vent away have the energy to take your problem let me turn this way so my good ear <laughs> is to you and just like you, it's taken me a while to not assume that when people are talking, they want you to fix their problem. Because mm-hmm. I have been in the position where, like, I'll hit up some homies and, like, I have, like, I have an issue. 
and I know I'm in the wrong, and I know I'm being emotional, and I don't need you. I need you to just pretend, at least pretend to take my side. Be like, it's cool, bro. I get where you're coming from, and it'll make me feel way better. Yeah, dude, you did fuck up, but I mean, like, hey, I got you though. I don't even know. Don't even say, <laughs> hey, dude, I you did fuck up, because that'll piss me the fuck off. Don't tell me that right now. You I, gotta own your shit though. I will eventually. Just in the moment, let me let me be insecure. Let me just let me feel validated. Let me don't invalidate my emotions. Um, I need to be. Yeah, I just need to be validated in that I, moment. I think that is a big problem in our, in our society. One mm-hmm. of the one of the biggest ones is people don't want to own their shit. Yeah, if people mess up, people do say the wrong thing. People do make the wrong choice, or forget something, break something. And they're so scared of the consequences. And so they will they will not talk to a good friend for the rest of their lives because they're afraid to own up to, yeah, I did hurt your feelings there. My bad. Yeah. yeah. Accountability is, it's a fleeting trait. It's yeah. a fleeting trait in this society amongst people. Um, because You're not going to physically hurt me. I know that you're not going to physically hurt me because mm-hmm. socially we don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to be accountable to you. But let's talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's hard. Yes, it's it's ripping the band-aid off quick when you're just like cuz I tried to learn that pretty quick that I'm I'm oblivious. A lot of people overthink, I underthink. Same. And I'm just like <laughs> a lot of the times I'm like la di da di da. Wow, what a great day. This is such a You literally stepped on my face. Mhm. That was you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that was I thought that was a really thick carpet. And I apologize for your face. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Well, Can you I must... get you some ice cream? <laughs> I, that'll fix anything. Sure. But <laughs> being a... Just stick it right in their fucking stick face. Stick it to bruised. I, as an ex-fat boy, pissed. <laughs> Is that your rap name? If that, what's up? Ex gonna give it to you. Ex-fat boy. <laughs> I ate the world. <laughs> Dude, I'm down for that name. That's not bad. Ex Fat Boy. Ex Fat Boy. Um, but you, can, you could open up for Tom Hanks. Wh- or, or what was his name? Uh, Tom Hanks' Tom Hanks' son. That's not Colin, the other one. Yep. That's uh, Tom Hanks with a. Yeah, he's the, Hanks the, with the white X. rapper that's all yatted up. Mm-hmm. That guy. The poster, I, it'll be whatever, Chet Hanks with the X, and the X will be extra big. Mm-hmm. And then Dash Boy. Oh. <gasps> Oh, Chet Hanks boy. Yeah. Chet, X, Chet Hanks. Or, uh, sorry, fat Dash boy. Fat Boy. Ex Fat Boy and Chet Hanks. I don't know if would people go to that concert because of Chet Hanks. Well, they'd probably go for both. I hope so. Ex Fat Boy's playing? Whoa, man. I heard he doesn't write down any of his lyrics. <laughs> it's all freestyle. <laughs> it's all from the top of the dome. It's all from the dome. And it's all about being sexy, eating and be, salads, and being number one. Body positivity. Do you rap about that when you freestyle? When I when I freestyle, there is no topic that can <laughs> stick, man. No, no, no. The common topics in freestyle are, I'm hella sexy, I'm number one, you can't beat me because I am the best. Hella sexy, all the bitches love me. This got so much money that I spend it on a band. Oh, also money. I got a lot of money, and that makes me really good and really sexy. Spent time in jail, but I didn't really. Mm-hmm. It's just... <laughs> You know, um, I got a huge personality. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I used to be. I challenge you in your next freestyle bits to to rap from the perspective of X Fat Boy. Let's do it at the end of the episode. You're we'll cra- do an imp- well, we'll do an improv we, scene. We might be rusty, man. We'll see. Okay. Or else we'll fucking. What, what if we just destroy it? 
What if we kill destroy it? the ta- take the tape out of the computer mm-hmm. and just and just, <laughs> just <laughs> what if we literally destroy it? <laughs> um, uh, to bring it back to what we were talking about, was, yeah, sorry, Star Wars. No, all I, the I way love back there, all the Star Wars <laughs> is uh, being a funny person. I've I've hurt people's feelings because my love language is. Sometimes sarcasm, mm-hmm. like Kate Persley, who we're familiar with, uh, uh, who has been on the show before, who was a member of Dragon Viper Cobra. Her, our, di- your dynamic with her is very similar to to my dynamic with her, where we'll just she bullies you now, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's her love language to me, and I try to bully back. Mm-hmm. So in this sense, like our yeah, text- but when you physically pushed her down that time, <laughs> said, like she got fucked up on the, I'm on the sidewalk, bigger than you. <laughs> I am way bigger. I than wish you. that you weren't like, like, like mounting her when you said that. Like I'm bigger than you. I'm bigger than you. <laughs> like that was like this is so fucked up. This Christian. is great. This I'm just, is. I'm just sitting there filming. Like this is so fucked up, Christian. <laughs> posted a minute later. I was scared to pantomime it. Like the mm-hmm. audience won't know. It's okay. So after I, I the st- remote. After I stepped on her face, you know. Got her an ice cream and yep. just stuck on her face. <laughs> um, but our interactions. Sweet. Oh, that's nice. Sweet. <laughs> if you looked at our text threads, <laughs> it looks like we're such a toxic couple. Yeah. Because we're just, she's calling me a little bitch. And she says, like, go back to Pittsburgh. I'm from Meftinez. And I'm like, damn, well, fuck you. And I, I don't have good comebacks for now. And I also don't want to insult her. With no context, it might be really mean. But with that, I've tried to apply that to other friends that aren't like comedians mm-hmm. or like in the improv realm or just like as funny. Oh, you're riding at like level eight with, you know, comedians. And then when you hang out with citizens, muggles, muggles, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's when you're like, oh, I got to dial it back. Yeah. Yes. I called this dude a fat piece of shit. And he's like. I did put on weight. No, 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 no! You look, you look great. You look great. You look tremendous. You look, mm-hmm. you look huge. Yes. No, wait. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You have to be careful, though. I was doing a Trump impression. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I fucking hate Trump. I know. That's why I do the impression of him. <laughs> See, oh, I did that with a with a friend. I think I got it. Where's there is like a party. And uh, she picked me up in her car. Nice gesture already. Mm-hmm. And I'd just been doing a bunch of improv with you guys and people in Davis. And she picked me up and I got into her vehicle and it was messy. And oh. like, but not terribly messy. <laughs> but I, was, I think the first thing I said when I got in there, I was like, Whoa. damn. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I supposed to sit? Oh my God. And I, she, I didn't clock it. I was oblivious, but she was just like, ah, hi, Christian. And apparently throughout the night and after like having some beers and whatnot, oh, no. I just, you know, playing beer pong. I was just like, man, you fucking suck. Who taught you how to play? Beer? You know, shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where you're just trying to like, cause I could say that to Kate. I could tell Kate that like, I'm bigger than you. You fucking suck. Yeah. Bad things to say back to back. But, um, there's certain people that you can, you can, you can do that with. Yes. Like if we if we were hanging out and you were like we were playing basketball and you were like you're a piece of shit your mom never loved you, you know, like, <laughs> if you did that like I would just be laughing. <laughs> oh, dude, you know? that's great. But you do that to somebody else, yeah, and My they're bad. like they're like 
why are you being so mean to me? Really, we're just like, come on, dude. I get just... you're you're trying to be funny, but like playing some basketball. My mom doesn't love me. She doesn't. That's why I had to move out at eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> See, and like you have to be careful about that shit. Has that ever gotten you in like trouble? Have you ever like been accidentally mean to someone? Oh yeah. I used to have a terrible bit where I would have a conversation with somebody uh-huh. and then we'd leave and I'd still be talking to somebody else and I go, oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> oh, really? And people thought that I actually did. Whoa. Yeah. Like people would say like years later, they're like, yeah, I remember one time like, like I walked away and. You you said to your friend like that you hated me, and I was like, oh my god, he was so fake. I'm like, no no no, I was doing a bit. I'm so sorry. For years, that person thought I hated them. Years. This went on for years. Years. You know, Alejandro used to think you didn't like him. I think we've talked. Have we talked about this? I thought he didn't like me. Look at that. Yeah. Did you do one of those things? Like, man, oh god, can't stand that guy. Did you do that around him? I don't think so. No, I think I think like once. I had learned that people, you know, took that the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I tried to stop doing that. It, unless it was like, unless you left, like, you know, somebody who who gets the sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Like, if you left the conversation and I was talking to someone, I'd be like, oh, hey, Christian. Like, if you heard that. Yeah, then I'd be fine. You'd be like, ha, ha, ha. Of course, because I know that you love me. But, like, let's say you have to build a rapport. Or it's either a certain personality of person mm-hmm. or you have to have a rapport with a person. I think this is probably what happened with Alejandro and I. We didn't hang out. Mm-hmm. He was tight with you. Years of of goofing and gabbing with you, doing those hard jabs and stuff like that. And then when he came into the team, you know, he was already operating at that level. And and then, you know, like, I'm, I'm doing that with him. He's doing that with me. But because we don't have that history, mm-hmm. it just, maybe it felt off. Yeah, it could have been that. Yeah could have been that didn't you know like i've got years of experience with some of these people of like reading them and knowing when they're uncomfortable and they're not uh not saying i'm i'm 100 percent, you know Mm. on those but with alejandro you know i just met him a handful of times that's true and was just doing improv with him for a few months that's true yeah that's it and so I was just like, wow, I don't know if he likes me. Like, but now you guys get along. Yeah. Oh, no. I love him. Really? Like every the past episodes that we've done, we just, you guys are just No, great. he's so funny. Great, great personality. I mean, like if he was a girl, I, I don't know. 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 <laughs> I, you know, I kissed the mic and. Just, yeah. <laughs> you guys are basically going steady. Yeah. No. Shut up. He wouldn't. He's too cool. He's way too. No, that guy wearing sunglasses inside. That bit needs to stop. I'm not his type. I'm. <laughs> You might be if nah. you guys were if you guys were little lovers of each other. I feel like I'm like a I'm like a quiet librarian who is super silly. Why are you painting the picture already? That's my type. That would yeah? be my. I think yeah. If I was back up, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'd be like, oh, he's into literature. Yeah. I don't want to go. You got a you got a ring on your finger. <laughs> Actually, you don't right now. Not yet. Oh, you don't know? No, I think that when you get engaged, the you don't the guy. Doesn't oh, that's get right. The ring. Yeah. Until the moment. Yeah. Do you watch Trashy Reality by any chance? The last reality show I followed was Rob's Fantasy Factory. That's not trashy. That is reality. I would say that that's good. Okay. I'm watching Love is Blind, and it's good that you don't watch it because I don't want to dive deep into it anyway. 
Don't do the side flips <laughs> anymore. It's really triggering. I'm so sorry. Should we do an improv scene, my friend? Is it that d- you're done with me? Like, let's get the fuck out of here. I do- <laughs> let's get the, <laughs> did the side burp. I'm over this I'm like, shit. The doors closed. The windows are no, closed. What were you gonna talk about with the with the reality shows? Oh, I was just I'm watching I'm watching a bunch of Love Is Blind, and I'm like, yeah, this is where it comes back to. I need to make some changes in my life mm-hmm. because I could be reading a book that could better myself, or I could watch this couple destroy themselves and their self-esteem because they met on a game show where they tried to base their love without seeing each other be the change you want to see and that does not mean you have to go and save the freaking world yeah you're right the world needs more decent humans and so be a decent person i know that i'm a decent person you are a decent i like that i'm at least decent i know that there are flaws and i try to identify them i try to be more aware of myself sure but right? if you want to be like a guy who reads books go read books you know that idea of the guy that reads books is so attractive it's so nice that's enticing i mm-hmm. would love to picture myself in a coffee shop reading a book you can do it i i'm capable mm-hmm. i have to set aside time for that but it's not the idea of it it's like i want to read this book to actually gain the knowledge from it not the idea of me being like oh christian's a guy that reads books mm-hmm. am i making any sense absolutely you are but not into labels. I get it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Don't don't categorize me. But if I mean, it's not about like I want to be seen as the guy who reads books. No, it's like I want to be somebody who reads books. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to that like for me, like I wanted to be somebody who read more books. And you did it. And so I'm doing it. Were you not a book reader prior? No, 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 no. Whoa. No. Really? Yeah. I don't. Do you remember when Garrett shot his music video? Yeah. Years ago. That's like when it started for me. Whoa. Yeah. We were at like the family cabin and there were a bunch of like old books in a bookshelf there. And I was looking at them and I'm like, oh, you know what? I don't really have any like classics like, like, uh, uh, I don't know, the Hunchback of Notre Dame or something like mm-hmm. that. And I was like, I want to, when we get back into back home, I'm going to, you know, go find some classics to bring next time put in there you know like if somebody wants to read dracula like dracula should be in there wow um and then i went and picked up some of these some of these books and started reading them and i was just like fuck this is really good wow see the fact that you frankenstein is heck of dope i respect that because you identified a change that you wanted to make and you did it i wanted to be i wanted to draw more i used to draw all the time and i didn't for years you know just every once in a while doodle and stuff but so now like every weekend i go to go to like state's coffee and sit down with like my sketchbook oh that's yeah. nice it's i love it you you've allocated time for yourself it seems like you're really good at planning what you want to do yeah, i'm not good at it but i try because i want to be better at planning mm. i used to be terrible at planning Constantly breaking plans, constantly forgetting. Uh-huh. I literally, in my wallet, I've got a book, that, like a physical date book. Because mm-hmm. I had it on my phone, you know? I had the calendar on my phone, and that just wasn't doing it for it's me. not good enough, dude. So writing it down makes it more real. Wow, I do like that. Yeah. Maybe I should start doing that, because I... I, I know I said I just... I had a haircut right before you came, mm-hmm. but I had a haircut with scheduled in the morning that I'd miss, and I had to reschedule hours later. And it's because it was on my phone and I had scheduled it three weeks prior. And I was like, fuck, because I typed it in my phone. And it's it was... also really fun to like look back at just flip through your history oh. and go like, oh, yeah, I remember that Christmas party. You, you know? know exactly when it was, what yeah, time it was. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I think it helps with the memory. Man, 
Maybe I should start doing that. I should. I But I think the change that I want to make is not to be like, I want to read more books. Mm-hmm. I think the change I want to make is like, I want to be able to provide myself with the time to do the things that I love. Mm-hmm. And I don't Do you think, know those things? Um, in the creative space, I'm not doing much of it anymore. This is what it is. Yes, I make time for podcasting and editing and putting out these episodes. I'm not singing nearly as much. And I want to, but I can't find the time. Or I'm like, my voice is not. It's you not just got to do it, man. I just got to do it. Even if it's just here. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just like, Melissa, this is my singing hour. Mm-hmm. This is my singing 15 minutes. Oh, that's so Ev- hard. Every day I do 15 minutes of singing. Uh-huh. Leave me alone. But in those 15 minutes, I want to like, I want to cuddle her and like you watch got, Love is Blind. You got plenty of time for that. How long I'm is it? How long I know. Is I, I know. I could sing while cuddling her. Schedule it. <laughs> I know. I have to just, I have to practice. It's, yeah. It's, and I, these are things where I, I feel it within myself. Mm-hmm. And it's also this is where I've, I've noticed the trait about myself ever since I've grown up is being a procrastinator because I don't want to, s- I wait to the last minute to do something because if I don't start it, I don't, I can't fail at it because I've never started it because I've tried singing before. Like I have this song I need to practice Mm -hmm. and I'm terrified of sounding bad at it and beating myself up. Can't sound bad at it if I've never even fucking done it, but I gotta fucking do it. Yeah. You know what's more sexy though? What? People that actually throw themselves at it, you know? Yeah. Yes. Just gonna throw myself at this laptop. When, throw yourself when, at the singing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sing, sing. Give me two bars right now. No, that's terrifying. <laughs> that's terrifying. I'll do it too. It's, I'm a. I'm not a good singer. Will you sing? Yeah, I'll sing try. Right now. Uh, memories all alone in the moonlight. <laughs> I love the way you did that because it was kind of punk. Like me- memories. Oh, see, I didn't mean to. Alone in the moonlight. Yeah, that's I'm not like... a trained singer. Well, you got I'm, something. I'm, uh, you know, you're supposed to like sing from like the diaphragm and stuff. I'm like way up here. I'm singing from the brain. That's head voice. <laughs> that's singing from the brain. It's that high up. You're... That's what I use. You know, people say like you don't know. People don't know what what we use our frontal lobes for. Mm. It's just the echo chamber the of my voice. Well, I know you're joking, but theoretically speaking, there's something called head voice that. That that exists singing from like picturing from that like, your voice is like coming up, from like right in, here up in here from your mask from your head it's like a head voice that's good that's deeper there we that's, go you know that's coming from memories like <laughs> <laughs> I'd cast you're going to Hollywood boy hey. um, I love this um, I love you thank you for basically listening to some of my problems and connecting oh, to them was a pleasure. I don't know if you had the mental capacity to listen to it, but I'm just waiting for you to sing also. Babe. Mm, oh, come on. I'll sing when the mics are off. You can cut this out. What do you want me to sing? Just do that memory sign. Memories all alone in the moonlight. Something sad. I just got chills. Stop. They're multiplying. <laughs> I got you. Ah, my voice <laughs> cracked. This is why I don't sing That's on fine. camera. That's fine. I'm nervous. I, I used to skateboard all the time, and I would fall more than land tricks. And that's part of it. You're right. You're right. I should. But I don't want to, like... I know this is not a singing it's podcast. It's a recorded, it's a sure. recorded medium that I could cut out. Uh, future Christian cut this out. Don't do it. Okay. Don't do it, Christian. Let's do an improv scene, and okay. then we're going to freestyle, All and right. then we're going to kick it until uh, you want to go home. Oh, my gosh. All right. Get so, the sleeping bag out, then. 
Uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, we do have the blow up mattress. That's true. That's true. All right. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, highly relevant. And next up we have Greg Reasoner. Hello. I will be performing a song from the musical Star Wars. Oh. Um, all right. Uh, headshot, resume. It seems like everything is in order. And whenever you go, the stage is yours. Whenever I go, the stage is mine. Yes. Whenever you're ready, the stage is yours. Okay. I thought you were giving me the whole stage. Oh. Uh, you I, from, from the blue tape over to the green tape, you're good. It's not mine. Like I can't, I don't own this. I no, not, not actual literal ownership. You owe, you are, you can own the stage in the symbolic sense if you are that confident. Okay, sorry. This is my first theatrical audition, and I wasn't sure if you were giving me the stage or if I'm just, you know, what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do my song. You could do your song. I'm not gonna talk anymore. It's going to begin, and that's completely fine. <clears throat> Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. Look at these Star Wars. Which side will you choose? Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, that'll Dark be Dark side. It's still going. Sorry, oh, I'll stop. No, that, no you, you wanted me to stop. I didn't read it, and I'm realizing again my first audition. It's okay. You're doing. You're doing great. Should I keep singing? You're doing well. Um, maybe for your next audition, but we're gonna go off actually for the. The, the script, the, the cold read that you have right there. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Packet Thank in front you. Of you. You'll be reading the part of Kafka, and I'll be reading the part of Ramses. Okay. Hey, I would like one gelato over here, sir. Thank you. What flavor? Whatever one will take care of the bruise on my face. Thank you very much. That's really good. So... Uh, we see there's, that there's you, a lot more lines on here, though. You know, but I think we got enough of what we needed. Right. Okay. So, um, if you could just leave the packet right there for the next audition, I and feel we'll, like this didn't go well. I, you know what, you're, 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 you did, you did what you could do, and that's all that we could offer you at this moment. You'll hear from us shortly. Well, I mean, you don't know. That's all that I could do. Cut to uh, next week. Greg has another audition for another musical. Uh, next up, we have Gregory Reasoner. Hello. Um, hi. So it says right here. I don't know why you added this on your resume. It says it's your second audition ever. Mm-hmm. This is. Okay. Um, I think that's very charming and cute, yep. and I appreciate that. All right. So um, I'm going to be singing the song that I wrote down on the on the paper right there. Oh, so it says uh, it's Memory from uh, Cats. Memories from Cats. Okay. Yeah. That's. Uh... Is that where the memory song comes from? It's from cats. It's from cats. Oh, you just randomly chose this, Greg? I got this. Totally got it. Okay. All, all right. right. Uh, the stage, the floor is yours. I know what that means. I'm glad you do. Okay. Memories all alone in the moonlight. I am a cat. I have claws. And I don't like cucumbers. Thank you very much. And that's all we need. You'll be hearing from us shortly. There is a script I believe I'm supposed to read from. I'm sorry. Are you are you a little agitated right now? No, this is my second audition. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to have an ego or not. You know what? You know what? Actually, yeah, there's a script right here. Um, Harrison, if you could bring that, if you could bring that up. 
Thank you. All right. Um, and if you are familiar, this is a script from the famous Godfather. Got it. You'll be playing. Not the unfamous one. Uh, from the. <laughs> All right. You keep reeling me back in. Inappropriate. I'm sorry. But kind of working. Okay. All right. So uh, you'll be reading the part of the Godfather himself. Cool. Yeah. And I'll be. I'll be his henchman. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. This scene is not in the movie. This is just from the musical The Godfather. Yes, yes, yes. sometimes the scripts are different. Mm-hmm. It's a little different. So. All right. New to the theater. All right. Picking this up. Uh, okay. After you, sir. <clears throat> Interior. Sorry, I should read the stage direction. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Interior. The Godfather's room. Upstairs. It's 7 p.m. His daughter's uh, wedding was interrupted. Okay. After you. Luigi, uh, I got a confession to make. What is it? I've been having feelings for somebody other than my wife. Who are you talking about, boss? Why, it's you, Luigi. Me? You've always been there for me. You've been my right hand all these years. You've never questioned anything I ever asked of you. Well, shucks, I don't know what to say, boss. Anytime I've ever had a problem, you've always been there and listened to me. You know, I'm completely flattered, but I mean, like... Isn't this inappropriate? Isn't this what you call a workplace conflict? You know, as the person who created this job and as it's not a legal position, I feel like we can do anything our hearts want. Thank you very much. That was beautiful. All right. Really? That was beautiful. You'll be hearing back from us shortly. Stop. Uh, cut to uh, cut to a <laughs> an e-news interview. Five years later with, with Greg. <laughs> All right. Upcoming next, we have the Greg Reasoner, the lead star for the next Marvel Cinematic Universe installment known as the it's the next Avengers. <laughs> it's, it's next, the next Avengers, Avengers. Next Avengers. The next Avengers. Uh, fantastic project. So excited to be part of it. Greg, it tells me that you basically... With only two ever auditions in your amateur acting career, you were able to just skyrocket to the top of the Hollywood industry. How does that feel? I mean, you know, it's it's not the same. It's not the experience that everyone uh, gets. You know, it's the one that everybody wants to be discovered. And I, I was one of the lucky ones to mm-hmm. be discovered. Um, and I, I just I really want to talk about the the project, the next Avengers. It's mm-hmm. it's going to be a fantastic project. Kevin Feige, mm-hmm. he's been setting this up for for years, sprinkling the clues throughout all the different Marvel Cinematic movies, putting some of the young Avengers in the, in the other movies as just you know background characters. Cassie Lang is, is Ant Man's daughter, mm-hmm. I'm just really happy to be part of the part of the gang. Cut to uh, two years later. It's a montage of a bunch of uh, newspaper headlines. Uh, hitting the front of the screen. Greg Reasoner, raging alcoholic. <laughs> Fifth DUI. Out with three hookers. Um, loses mansion due to bankruptcy. Only three? <laughs> um, and we cut to um, him him in his mansion that he it, he will soon be evicted from because he's not make, make, uh, able to make rent. Or, yeah. <sighs> Luigi, I can't keep paying you. Why not? I just, I'm broke. You don't have to do the accent anymore. That's what you pay me to do. All right, look, Marcus. Are you firing me? I'm not firing you. I'm telling you that I can't afford you anymore. 
that's fine. I, I'll, I'll find something else. I mean, like, I've, lo- I've I, I loved you. Do you think maybe we could be friends? We could still definitely be friends. But we like could really a- be friends. Not don't. Don't just like say we're gonna be friends and then not be my friend. I'll be with you. I'll be with you. I mean, it's just you gotta stop this whole drinking thing, man. I love drinking though. It's so fun. <laughs> we slowly. Zoom you don't. In. You don't do enough of it. I don't do enough of it. No, here, have this drink. I can't. I just. You're just shoving it in my face. I got. Come I on. have to. I gotta get going. That's what, no, 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 no. I gotta no, get going. Sh- I got to. Get, stop! That's my. You're sticking your finger in my mouth. That's this. No, stop it. Do you stop taste it. the liquor? I, I don't want to taste it. Then taste this. Insane. <laughs> Did <laughs> I make you uncomfortable? Just shove that shot in my face. Uh, I, I miss doing improv, dude. Yeah. I we we were talking prior to recording, uh, baddies, that we're gonna try to do some improv nights here. Yes. Uh, I don't know how often. That's up to. It's up to. The lady of the house. Damn, right. I know. What a drag. What a lady. What a lady. Yeah. She's good. a drag lady? Mm-hmm. Anything. She could be whatever. Her hey, little you know what? Desires. It's 2022, man. No judgments. No judgments at all. Yeah. Are you ready to uh, wrap this up and mm-hmm. literally freestyle wrap this up? Uh-huh. That's my shit. All right. So. But I want storytelling out of you. I'm going to try to. Are you going to give me some storytelling? We'll, we'll just story tell. Okay. Sounds good. You want to go first? Let's, let's use what we've talked about as our inspiration. Okay, we'll do. Just like we did in the improv scene. Yes. <laughs> Had nothing to do with Well, actually, yeah. Yeah. Mhm. You're right. You're right. It came from a musical. We pulled from all that shit. All right, let's do it, dude. So Let's do it. You go first? Okay, beat. Uh, I got you. Oh, okay, we're doing I'll beatbox. Aka beatapella? Yes, sir. Okie dokie. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. It's hard out there being a dude and talking about your feelings with other dudes. Thank God this other dude had friends that were girls in the past life because I feel like it's cutting like with a knife to try to get through the feelings. But every time I try to get opened up and then let people know to drink from my cup of knowledge, they're like, man, it's a bit too much. I can't stand these feelings. I'm having a hard time being myself. I feel like I'm Buddy the Elf. I'm out of the water, coming down, just spitting fodder, trying to tell people what they oughta and what they aren't gonna be doing in the future. I set myself up with the future. (laughs) That's a hard word. This is Rusty. (laughs) Back to the game. Not trying to do this for the fame. I just want to do it for the love I'm not doing it for somebody else not for the one above just trying to find the happiness of me and not trying to do it for my own family just keep myself moving get myself on the right flow grooving <laughs> damn right fro grooving <laughs> dude it's it's been a while since we've it's done it been huh a while well here we're gonna keep doing it until okay. we get it <clears throat> all right let me get you going Mm. I'm gonna try to story tell you, right? Yeah. Ex fat boy, what you know? Got diets, I got salads. I used to be sad, so I sang ballads. I got tomatoes, I got potatoes. Used to sit on my fat ass and play Halo. Play Call of Duty and I order some Pavlos. Yeah, I didn't know what I was doing unless I say so. 
But I lost some weight, that's why I'm no longer fat. But that's what I say, remember the show, all that. I look like Heenan. Have you ever seen him? He looked like the opposite of a vegan. Because he was eating a lot, but he made a change. And uh, wow, that guy could act with a lot of range. And uh, no longer fat, no longer big. But if I was fat, I squish you just like a twig. But now I'm healthy because I'm not obese. And uh, back in the day, I used to eat a large feast. Now I'm rapping with this guy. His name is Chet Hanks. And it looks like he got lots of money in the bank. And uh, he calls girls when he doesn't call them skanks because that's progressive, man. What you think? Uh, that is a little bit of story. Yeah, that was great. Thank you very much. Look at you. I'm trying. Not talking about money. Not talking about bitches. Mm -hmm. Trying to stay in character as a ex fat boy. Ex, absolutely. You want to try one more time and then we'll get out of here. <sighs> Give me some redemption. Okay. Give what me that kind of BPM? Round. Like, what's the speed that you'd like? You want something faster? You want something slower? Yeah, maybe. Maybe I need a little bit faster. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> You got this, Greg. Yo, I try to stroke fast like a samurai blade, but try not to end up acting too lame. Try to make sure that I'm feeling pretty good, but not the gangster of the neighborhood. Not trying to put up some crazy ugly front, just trying to be the not grunt, but a tall person in my own eyes. Not trying to be the one with the thunder thighs. Going for that Goldilocks, that baby bear, just right. Not trying to be like, oh, I can always fight. Not trying to be like, I'm way cool, but just trying to not be a tool. Just trying to be my own self. Not trying to be anyone else. Trying to find the nice little Mitch in the middle. Not trying to get out in with the wiggle. Trying to dance in the middle of the floor, not looking like a stupid ass whore. Although if that's your thing, that's super cool. Not gonna judge, not gonna drool. <laughs> Ooh, I gotta practice in the car more. Dude, loved it nonetheless. Yes, thank you, thank you, we thank you. We are famous, really good rappers. Super famous. Find us on SoundCloud, oh X Fat Boy, and G. Follow me. Two Sandwich G Reg. Yeah. Um, let's get Too on out of here. Greg. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, plugs. Uh, if you ever want to catch me, go to State's Coffee Saturday or Sunday morning. <laughs> That's a lot of info, I'll really. I'll be sketching. Dang, yeah, dude. Yeah. Who's that sketchy guy over Shoot, there? man, I'll show you my sketches. I brought my book. Dang. No, you're very approachable. I appreciate that you came here. Thank you. Got a little silly with me. Got a little deep with me. Thanks. And, uh, Hell yeah, man. Hey, just just exposing, just being vulnerable. There you go. Oh my God, look at those tits. Look at them tits. Yeah, big old titties. Thanks. Um, as we always end the show, whenever we have a guest or guest co-host, please look into the barrel of your camera and leave the listeners, the baddies, with a piece of advice, a word, a sentence, whatever you want it to be. Okay. Own your shit. It's okay. Own your shit. Fuck yes. Baddies, thank you so much. That was Greg Reasoner. You know where to follow us at ICBTB Podcast. ICBTB.com uh, for all of your merch, for everything that you need. Or DM us at ICBTB Podcast at Yahoo.com. Follow me at Christian Has Asthma. Follow him uh, to the Just follow to me. States Coffee. Um, <laughs> and whatever you need. We love you so much. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. It can't be that bad, oh, it can't be that bad, oh, it can't be that bad, oh.